Uh, for those of you who are listening on other platforms, we may read stuff or make comments on things our live audience is saying. One example of this is our weekly IPA reviews. We often have members of our live audience drinking along with us, and we add their scores to help create a more accurate average. If you ever want to check us out live as we are doing the podcast, head to twitch.tv slash blocks apart. If you want to look at our topics for the following week or partake in our IPA tasting, then you can find these on Discord by typing exclamation mark Discord in chat. Uh, welcome to the CGIM podcast, where we talk about the four most important topics worldwide, students, gaming, IPAs, and mental health. Thank God it's Monday. Today on the podcast, we have Harry, Darth Benke. Hello. Hiya, you right. I'm good. If you could be any supernatural creature, what would you be? A Jedi. Fair. Yeah. Is that supernatural? I guess it is. Yeah. yeah we got the I mean, they've got freaky powers. Peace! Never sigh! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a grey Jedi, but I'm not going to get into the politics of it. It's all right. It's all right, only Addison. Once uh, we get into it, it's much less formal. We're just doing the icebreakers. Got to get used to it, you know? Uh, we have Jack, otherwise known as Lemzy. If you could be what any up? supernatural creature, what would you be? We're getting raided. Supernatural creature. Christ. Oh, crumbs. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Nudlin and friends. Welcome, Nudlin and friends. Nudlin and hello, friends. Cheek, you just caught the start of the podcast. Welcome in, welcome yeah. in. Go on, Jack. Any time. supernatural right. character, what would you be? Oh, see, mine would probably be a Jedi as well, but we'll go with a Dathomirian. What is a Dathomirian? It's Darth You know, like Darth Maul, except they're not technically they're, they're Zabrax, but it's okay. Yeah. I forgive you. Awesome. It's their race. <laughs> cool. We have uh, Tom, I am thy shark. Hello. Well. Hello, Tom. Good day. If you could be any supernatural creature, what would you be? I would be a dragon. Go. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Sam's going to pick that one too. Um, we have a special guest tonight, Muppet08, uh, otherwise known as Sam, otherwise known as my housemate. Uh, how are you <laughs> doing tonight, dude? And if you could be any supernatural creature, what would you be? Uh, good, good. Yeah, um, Tom, a little bit stole my thunder. I was, was going <laughs> to say dragon. Um, but between the two of us, we can be a thunder of dragons. Because that's the Indeed. Of dragons. So there we go. Oh, I didn't Love know it. that. Sam's a wee bit quiet, apparently. Sorry, I've turned him Turn up. Turn him up. Turn him up. Turn him up. Oh, Lewis, um, if you could be Dennis one supernatural Lewis. creature, what would you be? <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. Why am I always so bad? I'd be like a wood elf. I fucking you, love wood elves. You do. Fez? You, 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 do. you do. Fez. I'd like to live in that time as well where I could have like a bow and arrow and run through the forest scantily clad. Die <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. God. Sid wants to be a time lord. Oh, no. Big Craig wants to be a time lord. Oh. Um, it's also, <laughs> Sid, birthday, it's also Sid's birthday. So happy birthday, Sid. In happy, chat. Birthday, happy birthday. That's all we're going to... Happy birthday. That's all we're going to say. Yeah, it's your birthday. That's it. Because we've heard about it all day. So that's it. <laughs> no, no, that's all, that's all you get in. <laughs> yes, Zara, exactly. <laughs> all these amazing, powerful creatures and a wood elf. Yeah? I want pointy ears. <laughs> Speaking that's of wood elves, we will, want... starting, we will be starting doing some um, Dungeons & Dragons soon. Mm-hmm. Which we very uh, much I think you can guess what Lewis is playing. Yeah. <laughs> a troll. Um, right before we get started you might notice that there is a bar at the top of our screen with a pound sign uh we are raising money for mind mental health from now 
until the end of the week. So we're doing a half-term donation drive for Mind Mental Health. We really rate this charity. We talk about it a lot in chat. So if you'd like to donate, then you can head to the link, which is on your screen, and donate. We very much appreciate it. Um, yes. What are we doing next? What are we doing uh, apparently next? Apparently Sid says, thank God. Keeping thank God an eye on the Thursday. chat. It's what we're doing. Oh, we got a lyric. Oh, oh, we got you lyric. Put the boom, boom. You put the boom, boom into my heart. You send my skies over to something. I don't know. I know the it's start. A little of song. Mix. Isn't it a little mix? Little mix. No, no you put it's the an old boom, song. Boom into my heart. It's, a, it's like a, an 80s, Please 90s no. song. Yeah, no, it is. You send, send my soul sky, sky high. high. And your loving starts. And your loving starts. Oh, it sounds like it'd be like yeah. Abba or something. It's not Abba. Is it Nicky? Oh, is it Jesse? You wake me up. Oh, that one. No. Wake me up. No. Before you go, girl. Yeah. 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 Let's go. Get out of here. Get uh, out of here. Well, if you yeah, do want to join in in chat, you can, by the way. Uh, next time, we'll make sure we read out all the lyrics before we start. <laughs> Properly. Sorry, yeah. I, I sort of got caught up with singing it. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> you're cracking you're, you're cracking a, a can now. Come you're on. Cracking the cans. Cracking a titty. Oh, okay. That's what so, I want to First IPA this week is the Siren Soundwave IPA. It's Welcome. I'm about to oh, we've had a donation. Fucking oh, blimey. Was it? Kib. Kib. What? Were you meant to donate that much money? What the fuck? Kib. What? Kibby. What, what are you doing? Oh my God. 100 quid. Christ. Whoa. Fair enough. Oh my God. Um, well, sure. Uh, yeah. We're 50% through our donation goal. I hope our thing... We up, need to updates. tell Benki. <laughs> Benki so doesn't far. even know. Benki. Kib just donated 100 quid. Who? Kibby. Kieran? Yeah, 100 quid. Kieran, man. Hell. And he's disappeared. <laughs> Look, well. you see... Oh, no, We're 20 minutes in. Now. We're 20 minutes in. Jeez. Well... Weekly goal, Kieran. <laughs> He just wanted the attention. Yeah, bloody hell. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Kieran. That is actually unbelievable. That is this is getting recorded onto Spotify, so this is gonna be on things eternally with your name on it. So uh thank you so much for that. You are an incredible, incredible person. Thank you, mate. Wow. Well wow, thank you so much. Let's read out the description of the IPA while we let that sink in. Um, welcome to Tropical Hop Heaven. Soundwave is eminently drinkable, full of flavor and subtle with bitterness. Our most famous beer pours with an inviting haze while big hitting American hops deliver. Thank you for the follow, V Grizzler. Okay, oh, so it's 5.6%. Um, once again, thank you for that amazing <laughs> donation. It's now updated. Uh, we're going to crack the can, okay? So I'll go first, I guess. Or should we all do it at once? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, nice big crack. I really, really rate the. Art. Hang on, hang on. Before we go, before we go, uh, Tom, can we have yes. a slap, please? Yes. Okay. You ready for this? Everyone, quiet for the slurp. Oh my god, that's freaking hot! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Tom's oh, drinking no. tea. By oh the my way. god, that's kind of hot. <laughs> oh bloody hell! Oh, let's go. Three, two, one. Oh Christ! Ooh. Prematurely. Whoa! You cracked it so well, it made your camera blur. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have done mine, but you'd, you'd, you'd never have heard it. So it's fine. Oh God! Oh, I drank up buttercup. All right. Well, while you're <laughs> drinking that, we're going to talk about uh, you know something that's really dear to all of our hearts: Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, I thought I'd make this really fun because it's we a really good we were... podcast, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun buying Lou Roll, Kibby. Thank yes, you so much. For thank you so donation. much. I hope you've got That's enough to buy. Legend, dude. I hope <laughs> you you've got, got enough left, left to buy yourself some toilet roll. paper. <laughs> You're a fucking legend, dude. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, for doing that. I'd like to man. read this. Uh, I'd like to read this out. Oh bloody hell! Kyle, thank you for the thirty-five quid. Bloody hell! Oh. Everyone. Wow. Thank you so Amazing. much. Amazing. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, right. I'm going to read what I was going to read because I thought we'd make this a bit more interesting. Go for Some it. Some trace Valentine's Day origins to a Christian effort to replace a pagan fertility festival. Nadia. Oh, my God. Thank you for the 20 quid. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and Nudlin. Nudlin and Nudlin and Nadia. And Nudlin. Thank you. Nudlin wow. Nadia. Wow. The date is far back now. as You've the 6th century BC. During the festival of Lupercalia, Roman priests would sacrifice goats and dogs and use their blood-soaked hides to slap women on the streets as a fertility blessing. Oh, According to legend, women would later put their names in an urn and be selected to be paired with a man for the year. Now, my question to you, would you prefer Valentine's to be a bit more like that than it is now? <laughs> Yes, I would love to go slapping women with bloody hands. <laughs> uh, maybe less no. of the slapping women. No, what, no, I like wouldn't to at all. Name in a hat and just get paired with someone. No, I'm good. No, I need to get to know someone. I can't be. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of issues with it. To be fair, not to mention the fact if you like that it, then you should have put a ring. Get arrested on it. for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it sounds it sounds like it sounds mental. That sounds like that sounds mental. But, uh, you know, I think Valentine's Day these years, is it really worth the hype? Shouldn't you be spending your entire year loving the person you love anyway? Um, it's an extra thoughts? present for me, so I don't really care. <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I got a very, very lovely pair of, of vans from G this year. Nice purple and white checkered vans for Valentine's. But I completely disagree with, with Valentine's yes, Day. I think it is so overrated. I think it is quite frankly pointless. And the fact that its origin is something that com is completely different to what it actually turns out to be just seems to be some kind of corporation plot to earn more money. Mm. Mm. It's, it's commercial. And to put it politely, it's commercial bullshit. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's a nice day. You get to celebrate it with your loved one, and maybe it could like change things for people. But it is commercial bullshit. Cadbury's must earn a fucking killing. Yeah. Not to mention the Definitely. Greek card companies. Mm. Although I had this discussion with I had this discussion with Tam yesterday. I thought right on Valentine's Day, there's all of the hopeless people who have forgotten to buy presents for their significant others. 
I'd put the prices up. Yeah. Why not? Mm. It serves you right. You're a businessman. Uh, you know, charge 20 quid for a box of chocolates. <laughs> I'm they vegan. Pay. They pay. <laughs> Otherwise, Thanks. they're in trouble. Wow, Zara, oh, thank you for the five pounds. Oh, I really appreciate thank that. You thank you so, so much. much. Amazing. Thank we are so already eight. The generosity already is unbelievable. Oh, I feel like this is going to be uh, just actually mad. I just I might want have to, to uh, change reiterate. the goal. <laughs> I just want to reiterate: this is a weekly goal. Yeah. <laughs> just for the week. The week. The week. <laughs> oh God. You guys are honestly more than we could have ever possibly expected or imagined. It's it's incredible, guys. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's maybe a bit overrated, isn't it? Um, what what did we do for Valentine's Day? Christ. Alex. Um, oh, you shouldn't have done hey. that, man. Alex! <laughs> We're not going to get anywhere through this podcast. The Spotify listeners are going to be going, oh my God, fucking get on with it. Yeah. God. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. yeah. What did everybody do for Valentine's Day? Do we do? Should I go I first? Had a out the way. Lovely evening. No, I don't want to. With my flatmate. Oh, yeah. We... <laughs> we had a candlelit dinner without the oh. candles. Um, we did. We had a burger together. Um, yeah, it was nice. And then I played Factorio for four hours. Yeah, that was... Nice. Yeah. It's an interesting one. <laughs> I had the most amazing dinner, right? And then after dinner, I had dessert. And then I went into my bedroom. We watched a TV program and I went to sleep because I'm a good Christian boy. Uh, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> No, we didn't have anything. God, I feel sorry we for that. We did our Valentine's Day today because Max was in, so we didn't want to be all, well, she probably wanted to be cringe, but I didn't want to be cringe while Max was in. So we today we just um set up like a nice tablecloth and, and made MS did this nice little offer, like twenty quid for like uh, a couple of mains, couple of sides, blah blah blah. So we just made that and that was really pleasant. Um <laughs> pure squad. <laughs> <laughs> um and and just sort of made the most out of it as possible, really, because this time last year we mm. were in London celebrating with you know cocktails when that was allowed and stuff. So it's a bit underwhelming, but it, it was just obviously really mm. nice to spend cringe day. Yeah, with G. Mm. Proper Good. cringe day that. Yeah. Well, um, um <clears throat> I don't. I didn't do anything. I sat on my computer all day. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was Valentine's, even if it was Valentine's Day, wouldn't you still do that? No, yeah. I mean, I I love I my had, computer. I had a call with a few people, and I was being tech support. So you know, I was I was busy, but that's about it. Living yeah. Drink. So Living I want drink. to just uh, I want to just uh, you know continue the weirdness that we started with my Valentine's Day introduction. By the way, I do not condone slapping women with blood-covered hands. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> um, so it's also on the well on the 12th tell me if i'm wrong or, the, or yesterday was chinese new year i think it was the 12th it was the 12th. Tom, Tom? Uh, 12th yeah uh chinese new year is here um also if you're born in 1997 it's it's your year um but it's bad luck if you have the same uh zodiac sign as the year 
So unfortunately, anyone born in 1997. <laughs> so that explains why last joking? year was such a bad year for us. No, it's a bad year that for That explains why your yeah. year's so shit, Jack. It is literally an omen. Yeah, omen one. So <laughs> <laughs> I nearly left last time this time. <laughs> so with it comes oh, a host of happy. superstitions that will apparently dictate how the next 12 months will play out for all of us. So these are some superstitions that come about because of the new year. Washing clothes, using scissors and sweeping floors are omens that you should sidestep on uh, the new year. However, um, you should also avoid crying children. And on the more extreme end of the scale, the scale, women might find it difficult to avoid leaving the house all day on the 12th of February. Women weren't allowed to leave the house. It's considered a bad omen in China. Okay. The Chinese well, hey, avoiding just... children is not a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> if, avoiding uh, crying children is always worth the effort. Doing any of these will lead to bad luck for the entire coming year, but isn't all doom and gloom, okay? The year of the ox symbolizes strength and determination. The ox is the second of all zodiac animals. According to one myth, the Jade Emperor said the order would be decided by the order in which they arrived to his party. The ox mm -hmm. was about to be first, but the rat tricked the yep. ox into giving him a ride. Then just as they arrived, the rat jumped and landed ahead of the ox. Thus, the ox became the second animal. What a shit So, yeah, Sarah. it's uh, yeah. valued because of its role in agriculture. Positive characteristics such as being hardworking and honest are attributed to it. Um... I wanted to ask, are there any superstitions that you guys abide by? And do you believe in zodiac signs and astrology? It's all about the rat uh, boys. Cool. Mm. Um, I, be I believe in karma, which I believe is a superstition. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I would I believe, agree with that. I, I want to believe that good things come to the people that, that really earn it. Um, obviously, relating that to like my band and stuff like wanting to just really be like a great musician and a great role model for people to sort of look up to and i believe that if i wasn't something like that and i took the band for granted or i took the friendship and, and the fellow musicians for granted or whatever and mm -hmm. that i that one if the band did kick off then i would be exposed for being a horrible person or two it wouldn't kick off purely by the fact of bad karma mm -hmm. um so i try i try and abide by being sort of the best person I possibly can. I, I can be quite rash and quite reckless and angry sometimes, but I think that's sort of like a characteristic and a trait. Um, but I think uh, I, I do sort of believe in karma in a way. Um, obviously, there is the the other side to it where I don't believe in it because a lot of bad things have happened to people that, you know, truly don't deserve it. Um, you know, bad things that may happen over and over and over again. It's like, you know why you gotta kick me when I'm down, kind of vibe. Um, but I think I do believe in karma uh, to an extent. Mm. Yeah, I think no, I, I believe in karma. That. I do believe in karma. I think that's the thing. Yeah, I'm not such a superstitious person. You know, I've got like there's one where you like walk on a crack. Oh, yeah, not quite that. Have you seen that uh, cyanide and happiness thing? Yes, I have. <laughs> walk on a crack. And you slap your mom's back. <laughs> <laughs> what um, is it about the dad and the dad in the next door gets his back cracked? And it's the, dad the next door neighbor or the postman or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dad. What? <laughs> Don't know. God. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> God. I don't know. I kind. 
yeah, no, I, I get the karma, and I sort of, to some degree, believe in fate. Oh, yeah. To, to some degree, not quite as uh, as regimented or as as strongly as other people, but um, I do kind of, um, especially when it comes to more so when it comes to meeting people, um, rather than things that would happen in your life and such. Um, mm. uh, uh, I'm trying to quickly touch something Zara said. Uh huh. Go for it. For a reason. Um, mm. I think Jack are very inclined to disagree with that. Um, I mean, I, I certainly am because there's, uh, I think to an extent, there's so many things that happen that at the end of the day, there is literally no positive at all to take from it mm. whatsoever. Um, but, but I'm going to butt in here. <laughs> there is no positive to take from some things. Agreed. However, I fully agree with that statement because if there's nothing positive that you can take, then it's a like it's a lesson that you've learned, basically. Mm. Who took like... Jack and bought some random new kid in the room? Where's this? Where's this optimism come from? I like this. I've got to try and be optimistic sometimes. You know? <laughs> we like uh, that. I think. I think like uh, yeah, like a. Uh, I don't know. I've always said failure is like a lesson. Mm. Like I used to do it all the time. Mm. Like when I used to train for rugby and train for my discus and stuff, I'd always used to say to the coaches, and I've always said this to anyone, never tell me anything that I do good. Just absolutely fucking slate me for the things that I do bad. Um, I can do that if you want. Because I learn. I learn. Go on then. <laughs> don't be on the Got you there, didn't I? <laughs> but like, um, I don't I like how you haven't said Poggers in a deep voice yet. Well, no one's redeemed it. Oh wait, it's the wrong <laughs> channel, pal. <laughs> um, yeah, well, maybe I'll say it later. Uh, All right. Now I've lost my train of thought. Cheers, bud. God, so, worst. But yeah, I I I work better off off getting told the negatives that I've done mm. rather than the positives. Of course, of basically. course. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy looking at superstitions and reading about them, stuff like I'll astrology and you. stuff. That it's really interesting. I don't necessarily believe in any of it, but it's really interesting. Mm. Mm. I think I think I karma is. is one that a lot of people, um, perhaps not believe in, but relate to, um, mm. because I mean the whole "what goes around comes around" thing. Like um. I mean, you, you'll get the times where you're absolutely amazing to someone. Like, you'll literally do, you'll bend over backwards for them and they'll just watch your spine break, basically. But at some point in your life, someone is going to do what like you did for that other person and just bend over backwards for you. Um, mm. And, like, that's, like, it's not always instant. We we know that. There's people just out to get you in the world, you know? Mm. Um, but... It will, being a nice person pays off, whether it's short term or long term. Oh, definitely. 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 I feel like I have an almost entirely opposite stance on this whole thing. Go for it. I think that there is essentially no meaning behind any of it. Everything is completely self-deterministic. Things happen beyond your control, yeah, but... 
they're within someone else's control for them to happen. Or you're just... It's unfortunate, but I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. I don't think there's a why for some things. I don't think... I think that's it. That's fair. Because... Mm. I know quite a few people that like that. It doesn't always come around. Bad Mm -hmm. things happen to good people for no reason, and it never gets paid back sometimes. Yeah. Or quite often it doesn't get paid back. Mm. Conversely, good things happen to bad people all the time. So Mm. I, I... find fundamental issues with the fact that if you're just relying on that, there's plenty of evidence that it's just not the case. Yeah, that's fair. Or conversely, you say, oh, you know, bad things should happen to bad people. Or, well, I mean, all you have to do is look around the news and you'll see plenty of people getting away with doing horrific things with no consequences. 100%. There was no karma. It's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so has incited a riot or so-and-so has been... You know, touching women or kids or whatever, and then nothing ever happens because of it. There's no consequences. Where Apart where's consequences meant to come in, in there? So mm. unless you got rich, I don't, I don't think everything does have to happen for a reason as well. Some things have no reason at all for happening. Yeah. Why? What's what's the what's the reason for a six-year-old getting leukemia? Why has that happened? That's just there's no reason for that. It's just the way of things, just the way it is. Yeah. There's no it's grand fair. plan, there's no designs on anything, it all just happens, it's all random. Good uh, points. Yeah. Mm. Those are very good points, yeah. I'm inclined to agree with something. Uh, I'd like to think that anyone that kind of did something bad would get a prison sentence after yeah. what we just spoke about, but you know, well, not everyone does, so I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> thanks for that. Uh, yes. Apparently, well. well, Chinese New Year, everyone. I'm sorry Happy if you born in 1997, because you're fucked. But, you know, enjoy it. Thanks, enjoy your year. Um, I'm really, uh, <laughs> really looking forward to my year now. Christ. Great. Uh, apparently, we've got another guest of lyrics coming up, so we're going to have a quick look in chat, see if Blaze posts, and uh, go from there. We're going to start our album yep. review. Oh, go on. Do you want to read that out, Liz? When the day is dawning on a Texas Sunday morning, how I long to be there with Maria, who's when waiting for me. When the day is dawning. Ba-na, ba-na, a Sunday morning. Ooh. Bam, bam. It's 5,500 miles, is it? No, oh, it's... Um, it's the Peter K... Was it Peter K? Amarillo. Amarillo, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Sweet boy. Is this the way to Amarillo? Who's it by? Yeah, it'll feature Peter K. Whenever I think about it, it's Peter K. Yeah. Every night I've been hugging my pillow. Yes. Cool. Thank you very right. much. Well, right. So I want to. I want week... to. I go for it. I forgot what I was going to say. I had something there <laughs> this week, and it went. We're going to listen to Sam, uh, our special guest, who's been listening to the Pretty Reckless album. Uh, go ahead. Have uh, so I've, I've listened to this album through a couple of times, and I've got, oh. got my pages and notes. I won't be long, guys. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not reading everything that's on here. They're just to, they were just to help me get my thoughts down. Um, my initial thoughts about this album was that it started quite well. I quite liked the start of it, and then it got worse. Um, but I've listened to it um, multiple times through. Am I a bit quiet? Can you turn me off a bit? I've turned you up, yeah. Um, what was it? Yeah. And the more I listened to it, and the more reading I did around the album, it's essentially it's very much a two-sided album. You've got the first side of the album, which is much more 
typical to um, what you'd expect from the Pretty Reckless. Then the second half is a bit more, it's a bit more folk rock slash, and then towards the end, it's definitely a lot more country. Um, and it's kind of the variety of, of, and the way that the album shifts is how they're trying to get their feelings across over everything that's happened to them over the last few years. Um, a couple of years ago, 2018, uh, lead singer Tyler Momsen's best friend, and actually the guy who's the um, producer for the band, and I'm going to try desperately not to butcher his name, but I'm definitely going to. Uh, Kato Kandwala. I've definitely said that wrong, but we'll hope, hopefully not. He died in a motorcycle crash, and that's obviously had a very big impact on her and the band, and that's kind of where a lot of this album has come from. Um, and that is quite clear. Like, so the first song, Death by Rock and Roll, um, this is one of the ones they released it a single, and it's one of my favourite ones on the whole album. And um, this song is pretty much talking about... Um, the death of this guy's death and you know talking about other people who've died in the rock and roll industry um so i mean the first line of the chorus is i want to go with a shotgun blast um which is obviously pretty obvious reference to kurt cobain um and i want to go with a motorcycle crash um as well in the chorus that is exactly um how their friend and, and producer went out. Um, and there's a lot of themes in this album about people in the industry dying young and, you know, the 27 Club. So obviously you've got people like Amy Winehouse in there. You've got um, Kurt Cobain in there. Uh, track two, Only Love Can Save Me Now. Um, this is basically, it's got a whole Soundgarden thing going on as well. So obviously they had the, the recent death um, of the, it was the lead singer for Soundgarden, wasn't it? Um, and they've actually got the drummer and the guitarist from Soundgarden featuring on this um, track. Um, I do quite like that one. And I think genuinely the first side I, I quite like, apart from track six, um, which is just really repetitive and quite boring. Um, but I did quite like My Bones, which is track five. Um, gets really bluesy in the second half, which is quite different. Um, and I just think it's really interesting. And then the last thing I want to talk about, the last two songs on the track, because those ones are sort of the songs that initially I'd liked the least, um, but they're also the ones kind of with the most emotion behind them. And it's kind of, they felt that they couldn't get across their feelings in their sort of normal song, the normal way that they do their songs. And they felt that the more country vibe was much more appropriate, and particularly for Harley Darling. Again, this is calling back to um, Kato, obviously, Big motorcycle enthusiast. Um, obviously, Harley is Harley Davidson is what it's referring to, and that's kind of um, where they're going with that song. And for me, it kind of felt like a, a tribute to him. The whole album is kind of a, a bit of a tribute, and they talk about it throughout the whole way through. Um, last thing I want to say is that yes, it is a little bit of a forgettable album. It's 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 not my favorite album they've done, but the lyrics. Like the way they're performed um, by Tyler is amazing. Like she's done, she's like she's so good all the way through, and she shows lots of different um, skills. Obviously, singing through like four or five different genres on one album is 
amazing. So I think I think vocally the performance was really really good throughout. Um, Lewis, did you have any particular comments you wanted to make about any tracks on the album? Um, I mean, you mentioned five of the ones you liked. I think "Death by Rock and Roll" for me, I thought it was just a little bit repetitive, and to start off an album, I wasn't sure if that was like the best song to start it off with. Um, yeah, I just wasn't really impressed with it as the first song. To be honest, I mean, did you kind of feel the same, or would you have preferred a different first song? Or, um, I I really do like the song. Um, but mm. I, I can see what you mean. Like, I do enjoy the song. It's it's one of my favorites on the album. Like I said earlier, um, I don't necessarily think that it is. I think possibly my favorite song on the album. I mean, I do really like Twenty Five, and I do really quite like Bones, my Bones. So mm. I think mm. I think there were better choices. But I know that the, they put it in order because they kind of wanted to have it as feeling like an organic flow from one genre to the next. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hmm. the way the album feels is suddenly you're listening to a different genre and you haven't even noticed that you've switched, and that's hmm. why the songs are in the order that they are, is to to kind of keep that smooth transition through. If that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. I can't tell if you're shaking your head or just moving your head. Uh, I was shaking my head, but um. What are your thoughts then? <laughs> I have never experienced an album with such a shocking trackless choice. <laughs> Honestly, why on earth would you have an album that goes from one genre at the start and then just changes slowly and slowly and slowly? Because this is my problem is the fact that they had their hard rock stuff at the start of the record. The first three songs, I have so much to speak about. They were absolutely excellent. I very much disagree with Lewis about Death by Rock and Roll. I think it was ballsy. The acapella in it was brilliant. The riff was brilliant. The solo was amazing. It was bouncing. Oh, I just it was thought a great it sound, sounded the same as the rest of their stuff. Um, <laughs> there we go. And then you come on to the second track, which is quite similar to Death by Rock and Roll. It's got that hard rock. And then you go on to, and so it went. Same. And then from then on, it just starts to get terrible really really poor yeah it just, and and if they had changed the track listing and had broken up the genre differences i think i would have liked this album more but when when you listen to a record and and you basically start to hear that you slowly decline it the, the songs don't feel like three and a half minutes they feel like fucking six minutes long each because you just I mean, want it to end five and a half minutes um, I think the fact that they have um, the track at the end, I think that was unbelievably forgettable for a song to be about the death of a friend. Um, I just thought it was totally underwhelming um, and just honestly forgettable. Um, if I had a friend that had passed away that was really close to me, I would want to have people in bits after that. I would want people to be like, fuck, like, you don't understand how much this person meant to me. Um, whereas I just feel, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell that was a song about a person who died. I was just waiting for the song to end. Um, now, this isn't saying that I dislike the album. The first three songs I will listen to. I think they're really, really great. Um, 25's okay. I sort of like the Dark Soulsy theme. Um, but I think after that, it, it just really goes downhill and I sort of couldn't couldn't wait for it to end. Um, Broomsticks was fucking pointless. 
Um, <laughs> the Disney is interesting because the Disney vibes to it are quite cool in the way that it sort of progresses. Why didn't you go from a song called fucking Broomsticks and link it into Witch's Burn? <laughs> Why are they separate songs? Why do they not segu? Why do they not have some really cool transition segu? that goes from mean, that song? No, Segu. No, Segu. Segu. That what's, means when you when thing? you link once and uh, one song is deliberately linked into another musically. Okay. Look, listen to System Meltdown by Enter Shikari. You'll understand. Um, okay. <laughs> Broomsticks and witches. Yeah. Two uh... things that link, and they left them separate. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. The song had no Segu, so it's shit. Um. But the first three songs were good. Moving on. <laughs> um, oh. To me, I thought the last two songs were the best because they were completely different from the rest of the album, which was pretty awful, I thought. Rock and Roll Heaven, acoustic, nice vibes that I liked. And Harley Darling, once again, nice and chill. Um, <laughs> it's my favourite song because actually you can feel Taylor Momsen's emotion coming through. And I don't think that you can feel that anywhere else. So I like those two. They're my favourite. That's specifically why it's the different genre as well. Like they, Taylor's came out and said, like they didn't, she didn't feel like with the hard rock she could get the emotions out properly. Then why make it? Yeah. So why, why make, make a album? song you're passionate about and then not put okay. emotion into it? <laughs> Fucking stick to acting. My god. <laughs> oh, Interestingly enough, the is... first line of Death oh. by Rock and Roll is her talking about getting rid of the acting oh. thing. So, uh, Sam, Sam, from now on, Sorry. we're only going to get you to review albums that we hate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can we get quick uh, thoughts from um, Jack? Tom and Jack. Oh, it's Tom not going to be yeah. quick. <laughs> oh, I mean, I quick. can do quick. Come on! <laughs> this album is pain. Come on! Genuinely pain to listen to. <laughs> the, first, the first three songs are okay, right? They're okay. They're not too bad. But I totally agree with Haz. This, this is about a death of a friend, and she is the blandest fucking bitch singing I have ever heard in my life. Okay, that was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so boring. It's so monotone. Wow. It's like, like, right. I, I refer to a song. It's called "I Don't Know What to Say," and it's by Bring Me the Horizon. And every time I listen to that song. It makes me fucking ball my eyes out. Like, genuinely ball my eyes out because it is Ollie Sykes, the lead singer of Bring Me the Horizon, talking about a friend that died of cancer. I have no idea who this guy is, but this song is so sad. Like, so, so sad. The lyrics are perfect. The ambience in the background is amazing. And, oh, it's just... Oh, Christ. We're not talking about Bring Me. No, we're not. And <laughs> this was just emotionless the whole way through. Like, there's no, there's no passion. You can't have passion when you're making an album like this. Where, oh, I don't know. It... <laughs> oh God. Go on, go on, Tom. Well, well, I was actually kind of terrified to listen to this because I listened to this probably last out of all of us, and I had heard everybody say. I wish we weren't doing this album. So I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. And I listened to it and I went, 
Oh no! Oh god! Um, like I don't get me wrong, I quite like the first song, but that's just because it reminds me of their previous stuff, and I don't, I kind of don't kind of mind their previous stuff, and I quite like standing at the wall, and that's about it. I had something to say like, about that standing at the wall at the end. Her vocals are really badly auto-tuned. Her vocal runs. Mm. I don't know yeah, if you, you guys can heard hear that. Her voice being auto-tuned. Yeah. Like some songs. Because it's completely unnecessary. Some yeah, songs are deliberately auto-tuned, right? Rebuild. My vocal is auto-tuned to to match the vibe of the song, right? But her vocals are some of the best in rock. Mm. Why yeah, auto-tune? I think they've it? really. I don't know what's gone on, but I think they've really forgotten how much of a good singer she is. Yeah. But I, I mean, I still, I still liked the song. Like it was a good song. If they'd fixed the the bad bits about it, it would have been a top class song, I think. But there's obviously the the bits that are wrong with it. But I did still quite like the song. But the rest of the album, I mean, genuinely, I can't remember what any of it sounds like. None of it. I was, I, I was disappointed. I just want to say very quickly. I went on a bit of a rant there, and I didn't mean what I said. <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely woman. I just <laughs> lack of passion in something that you love doing and you have been mm. doing for a long time really gets to me. Like, <laughs> if you don't, if if you're gonna make a song, we know. Fuck to really royal blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're gonna make a song that's really that's supposed to be really emotional, then put some damn emotion into it and put some passion into it. If you need to sing out of tune and pitchy to make yourself sound passion passionful, do it, do it yeah. because people will get it. Like it's just so forgettable. It's a shame because I really like the Pretty Reckless. Mm. So, um, I think I think maybe four out of five of us would agree that there was a better album that came out this week <laughs> that we're going to talk about at the end because I'm sure most <laughs> of us have it as our new music Monday. I haven't even I, listened oh. to Airways album. Well, you're terrible, yeah, and I'm yeah, sorry we shat well, on yeah. the album that you thought was going to be really good. I'm sorry. I was hoping yeah, but he really also was disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, not the best. Um, disappointment, really. Right, let's move on to guess the lyrics so we can get over our sadness over this album. Can we review this beer at some point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't Kill. know what you do, but you do it uh, well mercy, under your, I'm under your but, uh, Is it Duffy? Mercy? Oh, oh my blimey, god, Sam. Right, sit Jeez. down, everyone. What is happening? We're, we're getting too good at these. We're way too is good at nothing? these. Benki is taking Lems's redacted statement and stapling, yeah, it, is. Is. Oh, stapling it to his forehead. <laughs> Duffy begging for mercy. Thank you. Hey, I, wow. I, I, right. I never said anything. I never called her a derogative term. I was on the uh, stops, Jack. All right. I'm sorry. We've apologised. Okay. You're a horrible person. How dare you? How dare right. you? Okay, okay. <laughs> Passionless. Now, now, <laughs> now. I want to hear about this IPA. Tell I want to hear about your tea. Well, it's good. Yeah, it's I want to hear about your tea. Is it cooled down? Yeah, it's it's cooled down a lot now. I can actually drink it. Good. Okay, so well, this week we <laughs> are reviewing the Sirencraft Soundwave. It's very cool looking um, can. So let me just add it to the. What's the name of the brewing company? Siren. Siren Craft Brewery, I think. Yeah. Siren yeah, Craft so. Brewery. Soundwave. 
I, I genuinely, I really, really rate this can. I messaged Kira and I said, you really didn't have to do that, man. Thank you so much. And he's replied saying, it's to help out the peeps you guys want. Um, it's, it's to help out the peeps for you guys. So it's in good hands. Thank you so much, Kira. Oh. Yeah, I should probably, thank you, Kieran. I should probably just mention that again. You're probably going to see a pound donate sign in the top of our stream tonight. We're raising money for Mind, the mental health charity. We will be doing a mental health section next, um, talking about a few topics. Um, yeah, so if you want to donate some money to that charity, we're going to be running this all week. We're doing a big charity drive over the half term. So yeah, anything kind of counts. We'd really appreciate it. I just want to quickly um, mention as well, um, some of the topics today in the mental health section might be quite tough. Um, Jack mentioned beforehand that he is he is um, going to be speaking today, uh, sort of about his feelings and stuff. If you guys don't feel particularly, you know, stable and stuff, please, please, please make sure to speak to somebody. Just because today we are going to be going mm, quite deep, and we I just obviously so, want to yeah. say, you know, that if you didn't want to be here for that, then please, please don't, because it could get quite tough, and we don't want you guys to maybe feel worse or you know anything like that just just as a word of warning mm -hmm. beer! beer beer right what are we giving it on taste i'm giving it an eight um we've got a seven I'm from gonna go with a seven i'll match an eight flunky hello nice i'm gonna go seven as well yeah hey flunky hello. Okay, so we got eight seven eight seven seven for taste. I'm gonna Ooh. put that in chat for you, Blaze. Uh, and we need an average on that. And then after taste, I'll match an eight again. I'll stick an with eight, a seven for me. Seven. Probably a seven. I'm gonna give well. it a seven. Seven. So it's the same again, isn't it? Lovely. Wait, did you give it a seven or an eight, Lewis? A seven. Oh, okay, so it's not the same. My bad. <laughs> Seven point two overall. I just okay. <laughs> Let us right. know what the random IPA is, um, Flunky. Oh yeah, Flunky. Yeah, let us know what IPA you got. We've probably we'll see if we it. have it in our library of Lewis's <laughs> yeah. um, wall. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> okay, so it. Christmas. Uh, Blaze gave it a six. I'm gonna give it a. It wasn't that crisp. It was kind of berry. I didn't really agree with it. Mm. I'm gonna give it a six. I'll match an eight. I'll probably eight. An yeah, eight. I could. I could drink this on a nice warm day. We'll find out next week. Sixteen degrees. Big up England. Oui. Probably Tom. Uh, sorry, Sam. Jack. Five from Jack and a six. Six like from six, Sam. Six, six, eight, five, five, six. Okay, and drinkability. We I got a six from Blaze. I'm probably going to give it a six as well. I could probably only have three of these. I could make it three. Joining with a loose cannon from heavy seas. Whew. Very nice, dude. Loose cannon. Loose cannon. Heavy seas. I'm. Uh, I'm going to give a. I'm going to give a big ten on drinkability. I could eat a pack of these. Eat nice. You could eat a pack. Fair enough. Cannon all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a eight. I could probably have a four pack. An eight. So six, six, six. The devil's number. Ten and eight. What have we got? A ten on drinkability. That, that cannon has an amazing uh can as well. Mm. Isn't it? It's a high percentage that, that cannon. 
from heavy seas, isn't it? Like seven point something percent. I was just yeah. having a quick look. Our favourite kind. Course. Of course. Of course. Good lava. So oh, yeah, it's really cool. That purple vibe. Nice. Yeah, just gonna have a look scope. in the shop to see if we can buy it. Oh, Right, um, I believe we are going to be moving on to our mental health section today, which I believe is going to be run by Tom and Jack today. Hello. Um, uh, Who's starting? Is Jack, are you starting today on the mental health? I am. I'm starting. I know. Uh, So, today we are talking about loneliness. Um, it's, uh, It's quite apt week to talk about loneliness i would say um especially because you've got valentine's day which for many people because of how i would say because of how society has almost shoehorned people into believing that on valentine's day you should have somebody to spend it with and you should be doing something with somebody that there are many people that feel lonely um, but also we're, we're not that far past Christmas again, another holiday that is, is very much marketed as not even necessarily that it needs to be, but it's still marketed as, um, as like a family holidays, a day that you should be with people. I and if you're wanna, not with people, sorry, go for it. Quickly, Tom, um, I just Google just out of curiosity. And I obviously understand that people sort of saying about Valentine's Day, you know, being completely overhyped and stuff. But it is also suicides increase on Valentine's mm. Day as well. Mm-hmm. I Googled out of curiosity and, and suicides are yeah. higher on Valentine's Day, which obviously comes with the stigma of Valentine's Day being a day of love. Yeah, much, so, I mean, it, much higher. Yeah. Yeah, which I think fits quite nicely into, well, not, not I say fits nicely, but it, yeah, it, yeah, kind of uh, with loneliness and because of the fact that, especially I would say at least a week running up to Valentine's Day, it's all all about have you got somebody to spend the day with? Have have you got somebody that you're going to give overpriced flowers and chocolate to? So it's sort of like shoved down everybody's throat. There are lots of people in this world that don't have somebody or especially within the asexual and aromantic community that don't want to be with somebody but are made to feel as if they have to be and that they're broken because they're not with somebody. Um, And that is something I was thought I would bring up just because it's it's a still fairly new thing uh, the term anyway being aromantic and being asexual and i don't think i think that needs to be spoken about a little bit more um because um they one thing being wanting somebody on valentine's day maybe not having somebody but not wanting somebody on valentine's day and wanting to be quote unquote alone is totally okay like you don't have to have somebody on valentine's day i think if your relation to me i think if a relationship is built on the fact that two people only really show how much they love each other one day of the year i think that's kind of sad um and to me that isn't how a relationship should be 
Um, mm. It should be about yeah. It might be nice to do something a bit a bit more special, like going to a nicer restaurant or something, or making I don't know a homemade present for them or something. Just something a little bit, but I think. I th- I think it should be more than just the one day of the year that um that you show your love to somebody uh, if you are in a relationship and if you aren't in a relationship I think there should be no pressure to have somebody for whatever reason for on a one specific day of the year um yeah um and actually coincides quite nicely is on mind there is quite a good webs a good page on loneliness and again mind amazing so they have pages on everything i think probably that you can information about and then there's like tips on how to manage maybe bits of loneliness and useful contacts on there which i think towards the end i might put up um i just mentioned a couple of them but one thing i wanted to mention when it about loneliness and something that I mean, I definitely have experienced is there's a quote here. It doesn't say who it's from. There's a quote here that says, one thing I've learned is the difference between feeling alone and feeling lonely and how you can feel lonely in a crowd full of people, but quite peaceful Mm. and content when alone. Um, And I I think that is a major thing with loneliness is you don't have to be alone to feel lonely. You can have... uh, you could have a hundred friends and still feel lonelier than somebody who, for whatever reason, seemingly has no friends. Um, and I think that is an that is an important thing to know. Is yeah, just because you are by yourself and maybe you don't have a lot of friends, you, that person might not be lonely at all. That person might be quite content with being alone. And I can say for me. I quite like being alone sometimes. It doesn't bother me. I really quite enjoy being in my own company, doing my own thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's tricky. Loneliness is a tr- I think is a tricky one because I think there's still a stigma on. I think there's still a stigma on calling yourself lonely um and i think uh not enough people uh will admit that they have felt lonely at specific points and would just rather push through this idea of the fact that they're not lonely even if they have tons of friends and people that love them they'll just push through because i can't be lonely because I have a, I have a family. I have friends. There's no, I can't be lonely. Uh, it's just, uh, I'm just having an off week. But I think it's, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about more. Um, just gonna open it up now and just, uh, Lewis, have you got anything you'd like to, to say on it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I get the whole point of. Oh God. Like, there's a difference between feeling lonely and, you know, loneliness, even if you're in, like, a crowd of people. 
because I think I get that a lot. And I'm quite a socially, I'd say I'm quite socially extroverted. So I like spending time with lots of people if I can. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't feel lonely wherever I am. And it's worse when I'm on my own. I would admit that. But even when I'm in a crowd of people, I will feel lonely. Um, I mean, the hardest thing I ever did, and I've mentioned it before, was when I went away to Micronesia and I was essentially not just the only person on the boat that spoke English or was from the United Kingdom. I was the only person in the entire country Hmm. that was from the United Kingdom. Yeah. And one of the very few who spoke English. And that was incredibly hard for me because I felt so isolated and alone. And that's a real extreme. But it just showed me how much I love social interaction. And even over lockdown, just by having the Discord and being able to talk to my friends, that's really helped me with feeling lonely. And I've actually started to realize more, and probably because of lockdown, that I actually do like some things I do in my own time. And I can do that more now. But it's really important to uh, find things that you can do in your own time that maybe just make you appreciate yourself a bit more. And mm. like, for me, I mean, I've got Warhammer that I started painting or, you know, like I, I like doing the odd thing on games. I enjoy gaming. I, I'm not going to shy away from that. You guys know that I read. Um, yeah. I mean, you've just got to find something that you enjoy, but yeah, at the same time, it's really difficult to kind of, escape that feeling sometimes um i feel um before we kind of move on to anything else could i start the next ipa because i'm aware that we're kind of halfway through the segment and i'd love to have a nice cold refreshing beverage while we talk about this go for it um so sorry sorry to break things up i realize this is quite sensitive uh we're going to be trying the signature brew um Roadie All Night IPA, uh, which is uh, a music-inspired beer, collaborated with some of the world's best musicians at, at their East London brewery. The refreshing beer is loaded with citrus notes, fit for road crews the world over. Unsung heroes, we salute you. Uh, 4.3%. So we're going to be drinking this while we talk about the rest of the section. Um, I just really needed something cold and refreshing while we talk about this, because it's, it's quite a hard subject for everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, feel free to... Drink along with us if you want. If you are under 18, don't do that. Um, also, I should probably mention that we're not professionals when we're talking about this. This is from our own personal experience. Uh, a few charities that come to mind for me, Samaritans, they're 24-7 charity that you can call up in the UK and they'll talk to you about um, anything you need to talk to them about regarding mental health, even if you're at the lowest points. So make sure you call them if you need that help. Also, Switchboard, if you identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, you can call Switchboard 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day. Phone operators there are all LGBT+. Um, Obviously, other helplines are available, and tonight we're raising money for Mind um, Mental Health. You can donate via the link, um, but we use their site for a lot of the advice that we give and read a lot of their articles before we kind of come onto the air and talk about this kind of thing. yeah, I just thought I should mention that before we kind of go on to, I know Jack's going to talk about some anecdotes and, and his personal life mm. as well. So did anyone else have any input? Well, just, I, th- Please. I didn't know. <laughs> well, I thought it'd be be good just to, to read. A, that was quite nice because give me time to actually read the chat because mm. well, we started this and then a lot of, we got a lot of messages. So um, that was quite nice. Like, a lot of people, are, are, I, and I agree with what a lot of people were saying at the beginning when I talked to, with valentine's day about how it should be um 
more of a of a day less about just relationship as in couples and more about sort of relationships as a whole like celebrating it between friends and family um i think i think that a lot of people were agreeing with that um and that's i think that's very true i think because it's a a relationship between a two, uh, two people is not the only type of relationship you can have um mm. and i th- i just think it it is important especially at the moment especially with lockdowns still going on and stuff i think it it's it's good to just um spread the love and i think valentine's day this year definitely probably could have been a, a lot more geared towards just sort of maybe giving love to to everybody and uh sort of throwing it out there to to all of us definitely um definitely jack <laughs> would you like to take the floor yeah yeah right. um so <clears throat> Um, as the guy said, um, I'm going to speak about some personal experiences with loneliness and stuff. Um, and it's it's been like a massive thing in my life over the last four years, maybe three or four years, something like that. Um, and a lot of a lot of it is a lot of it is probably irrational um but the way that my brain works and the way that everyone's brain works is different and mine is one of those that works quite different to to someone else's and i've got chemical imbalances which i wish i could change and stuff like that but there's there's been probably like the last 2 years um for sure where it's been really really bad like i've i even lived with someone for a while and i've even felt lonely in their presence um i mean there's there's obviously other reasons for that as well but it's not it's the fact that i could just sit at home and not have not not feel like i'm with anyone or supported by anyone um and it's it was weird because I I mean I moved away like I moved down uh, down south from where I'm from, um, and it's probably the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life because it just made my mental health like way way worse. And I know Harry knows this especially. Like I message him all the time and um used to just stop crying um and just feel like complete shit basically um and yeah i mean i i'm messaging him all the time and just be like oh i'm feeling like shit um he's gonna set me off for fuck's sake <laughs> um and just feeling like I, got, I had no one because there was no one near me and um i don't know i mean it was it's like a 
absolute blessing that, that um <laughs> I have these guys in the call with me and like they're there for me like all the time. And there's people that in chat that message me all the time. Um and like I know I can see I've got messages already, so uh that, that obviously means like the absolute world to me. And um yeah, loneliness is a fucking real thing and it's it's like the worst thing. You can be at home like with your family around you with pets or like your friends like they're just down the road and stuff like that and you just sit in your room and just feel like shit because that is just how your brain works and like it's how it's how it's laid out and stuff um and some people obviously don't don't get that way but there's there's times where i'll literally be i could be on a call to people and um like even then i'm like like these people don't fucking like me so why why am i here like it's just um you just you feel like nothing basically like you feel like just like you're a waste of space to put it in a to put it in a, a easier term um and thank you so much scope that means a lot thanks scope um, thank <clears throat> yeah the past i mean the the past sort of two or three months it's been it's been unbelievable like coming home and don't get me wrong, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There always is, but um uh yeah, coming home and being able being able to see see my family and see my friends like just or obviously not see my friends so much, but see my family like when I want rather than waiting for like that one chance that I get a day off from work and I'm able to go down and and see them is it's like such a it's such a difficult thing to try and comprehend and try and explain because you will just sit there and it's like you're just trapped in your mind um and you just can't get out and you're you're just there on your own and there's no one around you and you're just like your mind is just racing and racing and racing and you have like thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts going through your head and they just don't stop constantly and it's like what if i'm not good enough for these people what if i'm not doing enough for for my family for my friends what if i'm not being that person that that wants that that people want to be around because i'm like not a nice person or whatever or I don't know how to explain it. It's it's difficult, but it's generally why a lot of people say that um, or use the term too nice. And I don't think too nice is a thing. Too nice is a fucking, is a joke, to be honest, because you can never be too nice to the people that you care about and the people mm. that you love, essentially. Um, Definitely. 
mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, I might I might not get from certain people that that love back, and it's no one here, no one here at all, and no one in the chat at all. Um, but it's it's just the fact that I don't want anyone, like fuck it, anyone, to experience or feel the way that I did when I moved away and had no one no one around me i was over an hour's drive to anyone that i knew um and with my work and the long shifts and stuff it just it was just awful like i i just couldn't i couldn't go and see people when i had my days off they were working and just just fucking don't struggle alone like i'm I mean, I say this every fucking podcast, but it's genuinely a godsend that I have a brother that I love so much and he's always there for me and he's, like, the best friend someone could fucking have because he listens to me, he understands, and there is people out there like that, but I know that he is going to be there every single time. Like, friends grow apart, relationships grow apart. It's never, like you don't always have the same set of friends. I'm sure we've all gone through probably four or five sets of friends in our lifetime already. And we're in our early twenties. But there is, there is someone and everyone needs that someone in their life that is never going to be a doubt. And that is has, and I love you, bro. You're the best. I don't know what else to say. Just please don't fucking struggle alone. Use our venting corner. Speak to us. Definitely. No. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. That was... Well... (laughs) You're awesome. You genuinely... Not sure I want to follow that, to be honest. Um... (laughs) Uh, maybe we should read out some stuff in chat. I think that's go for it. Yeah, just because uh, I mean, just wait for everyone to have a little bit of a breather. But thank you so much for that, Jack. And yeah, you know, we're always here for you. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Zara says, uh, "Feelings, feelings are facts." I'll say it over and over. Never bottle it up or suffer alone. There are always people here. I, I agree with that. I mean, we're totally here for anyone who needs it in our Discord. But obviously. Mm-hmm. Do you need help? Then you can contact the right channels. Definitely. Um, I've been very, very thankful over lockdown to have such an awesome group that I can talk to at any time of the day around me. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with that. Definitely. Um, we've got our I've also got into the single side of loneliness. So I don't mind this at all, but I'm an example is every time I have a friend, I barely see come over or when I go to their houses. We have a lot of fun and we enjoy each other's company, but when they leave or when I leave, I immediately felt lonely and I didn't know what to do. I would just sit there in quiet and started off going into space. I normally can't handle being in a quiet room, so that's when I get shot with the hint of being alone. Yeah, I feel that as well when, you know, when you guys came down over summer and we had the, what, three, four days together? As soon as you guys left, I I was totally drained. You know, I was totally drained from the social exhaustion of being with these amazing people for four days. But at the same time, I felt a bit lost after that of what to do. Like, I totally understand that as well. Um, Kyle, respect that hugely. Someone I've never been able to speak out about myself. I resonate with what you've said, Jack. I know that feeling quite well. Lots of love, bro. 
Um, mm. Unbaited. God, I recognize those thought loops so much, and they can be incredibly difficult to break out of. Lots of love in chat. Thank you so much, Definitely. guys. Um, yeah. Nadia. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to Blaze for helping with something that overwhelmed me a lot in the past couple of months. And of course, you guys were just talking about mental health, making us aware of our feelings, which made us recognize our needs too much more. And this is the reason we do this section. Like, I mean, you know, yes, this week might have reduced most of us into tears. But the whole point of this is that we're telling you our experiences and trying to raise awareness that it's okay to talk about mental health. Mm. Um, no, definitely. no matter what kind of outcome it has you should be talking about this kind of thing it's really important and uh you know jack you really mentioned like you've got has as a person you can always rely on to talk to and and tom you've been that person for me for mm. as long as i can remember so yeah i'm so thankful for have, to having that kind of person i'm really thankful as well because sam you know having a housemate like sam we we generally are able to talk about stuff together that might seem difficult and we do it in such a way that it's not so stressful mm. I, I like that too so yeah you two God. are great so. so glad i haven't got my bloody who, camera who, who, on. <laughs> who wants to <laughs> who wants to follow on so, go on sam go on for me i i struggle sort of with a lot of the sort of social things um just mm. in general um i sort of I I just I I can never stop thinking. It it doesn't stop. It is continuous. There is always some thought or another racing through my head. Like now, later when I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm listening to music. I'm zoned out. I'm all wait. There's I'm never like zoned out, and there's nothing. There's always a hundred million things going on at once. And then on top of that, I'm sort of. You know, when I'm trying to be social around people, I'm, I I just find it difficult. I don't know what to say. I, I'm always worried that I'm going to alienate people. And it's kind of... Is it... <sighs> like... It's a hard thing, social mm. anxiety, I think, because you, you want to sort of make an impact on some people. Like, not in a way yeah. that is, like, mind-blowing, but in the way that you want to, like, become friends with them or you want to... Yeah. You want to be able to sort of, you know, be be talkative and, and sometimes obviously mm. with social anxiety or things that I've sort of read about and things like that um, is that people can't put that across. Yeah. And it, no. um, and it ends up sort of just feeling like you've wasted the time that you... Th- you wanted to sort of make an impact, if you know yeah. what I mean. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would also say it's also... For a lot of people, I think, with social anxiety, it's there and kind of this this thing that society's unfortunately put forward is there's it's the fear of judgment. Like the fear of being even by those closest to you, the f- the fear of being judged for the smallest little thing can really especially if you struggle in social aspects can really have a big drain on on you and actually make you feel lonelier because you don't connect with people and you don't make friends and things because you are so scared of disappointing people that you alienate yourself from them because it is easier 
to not disappoint people when there's nobody to disappoint. Um, and that's, I feel like that's, that's a big thing for a lot of people. Um, that not wanting to disappoint people and, and, um, oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, it's, it's it's not really social anxiety. It's more that I, it's like I'm I'm naturally fairly introverted, but then once I get comfortable, I get going. I swing and become wildly extroverted, as I'm sure these guys probably know. Like, you, once you get me talking, it's really difficult to get me to shut up. <laughs> um, but that, it, in general, it's it's more of a not so much an anxiety thing on that side, it's more of an ASD thing and just kind of struggling from that point of view. And it's it's like it's not anxiety. More what I end up feeling is that people just tolerate me. Like they accept that I'm there and they interact with me. But then, you know, when people are it always feels like sometimes people are making plans and then it's kind of like some point I find out and it's like, oh yeah, you can come along as well. Or you know, I'm like an afterthought, I'm like an addition. Like one an thing, wheel. One thing to and think it's, about it's hard for me. In this in this friendship route that we have here is that, that is never ever ever going to be the case. Mm. And I want you to know that you have four people here in this call and, and probably plenty more in chat that will always, always, always put their um you know their hearts out their hearts out to you man and they'll always be there for you um and like especially when we when we come down to portsmouth and stuff and and we come in to chill with you guys like it is it is never ever the case and i understand that wanting to be interactive with somebody that you're attracted to may be a little bit different obviously but when it comes to us we we never ever in a million years would consider you somebody that we need to drag along or bring along um Mm. When you said that you know you speak a lot and you don't know when to shut up, <laughs> yes, sometimes that is the case, but that's also the case with a lot of people, and especially me, because I'm exceedingly passionate about certain things, and and when it comes to like us coming down and stuff, we will never ever ever think that of you, man. Um, I understand. Unless it's completely... we have to go for a Chinese, <laughs> not coming. Yeah, yeah, please don't drag me to a Chinese. <laughs> Um, I completely understand that uh, when you are obviously attempting to interact with somebody that you are attracted to, it it is difficult. But just just know that when it comes to us as a friendship group, that do not ever think that way because we will always be there for you. You know, this podcast this week, you've you've come on and you've opened up and stuff, and I think that's so important. You know, you're you've been away from the podcast for a few for a while now and you've come back in and you've really opened up and I think that's so great um so please don't ever think that that is the that is the case us Mm -hmm. us as a group is 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 eternal we be my second we we the the result though is is, you know when you when you're thinking like that and it kind of and I've thought that for years I mean long before I met you guys I mean throughout my whole life I've kind of felt more or less the same way and it kind of just builds up this constant feeling of like like i don't mind my own company i spend a lot of time on my own and i do get 
socially exhausted quite a lot. I mean, I know when the when you guys came down for the first time, it was after a long street, just after we moved down to Portsmouth, and it was like being outside with other people was allowed, and it was constantly built up. And then after kind of the first night that you were here, I just kind of shut myself up in my room and was like, I don't want to be in anywhere near people. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be near people, but I'm still crushingly alone and lonely is just and like you know you're with people and you know they care and it's it's like always just nagging in the back of your mind like you just don't have that or I don't know if it's connection or whatever it is and it's just mm. I mean putting it in a in a in a musical term um one of the a song that I've sort of vibed with um for a long time in terms of just kind of like the well I like the, the way it sounds as well but in terms of like the lyrics and, and, and kind of the message and stuff is is Godsmack and it's I Stand Alone and that's kind of sort of like ever since I first heard that song when it was the second Prince of Persia game that came out on Playstation 2 <laughs> all the way back then and I've been, that, that song has resonated with me since then I just that feeling it's like so I kind of I can I can track it back as I've always kind of felt this way and it's kind of you you kind of get used to it mm. and I think given recent events and I know that um it's difficult with lockdown and other mental health issues are kind of more common and and stuff but it's kind of like all this other stuff that I've had for a long time and haven't addressed like the loneliness it's, it's just it builds up you know and you just kind of carrying around the extra weight you don't notice and then all of a sudden there's lots of other weight being on and all of a sudden you're carrying out loads of all this burdens and stuff and mm. Mm. you know yeah, it's like definitely. I think was it G mentioned oh yeah she learned in CBT the the thought cycles being called catastrophizing catastrophizing I haven't got. I've I've started CBT. Um, I've just done my second week this weekend. Gone. I haven't got that far yet. Um, so we'll see how we get on with that. Um, but yeah, it's you know something that is for me worth looking at, and hopefully that'll that'll help sort me out at least some of it. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I think catastrophizing you know, is, is something that is uh, that is something that's massive, especially in the younger generation nowadays. Um, Definitely. especially for me um and i think especially for in fact everybody in this school like the stress of becoming going into adulthood and becoming successful and the stress of uh and, and catastrophizing that and i think one of the main things especially is financial situations um as a young person in nowadays society our financial our financial state as a country is fucked in you know for a better term mm. um and um and i think for us who are trying to make a career out of whatever it is that we want to do there's always the stress and the thoughts that even what you love to do might not earn you enough money purely by the fact that the gap between living and what you earn is slowly just getting fucking colossal it's getting massive mm. and my mum was my mum was speaking to me because she was comparing the difference between how much it costs her to her to live and her you know and i think the situation was with her to buy a house 
comparison from when she was younger to now. And it's something crazy. Like it's, it's three times the difference in, I think, 30 years. Hmm. So I think it was yeah, 30 years ago or 30 or 60 years ago, you could buy a house for £3,600 on a annual wage of £1,200 and get a mortgage from the bank at three times your yearly income, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> nowadays, that same house is worth six hundred grand. And if someone of our generation wanted to buy that same house that was worth three times their salary, and this was this is not a rich person, this was a, a fireman, I think it was in the story I read, read. So not someone who's earning crazy amounts of money. Um, in the same job, the same house is now worth six hundred and fifty thousand pounds. So in order to have mm. the same, essentially the same mortgage on the exact same house, you'd need to be earning, was it, two hundred and twenty thousand yeah. pounds a year? It is crazy to have that three times your annual income mortgage to have that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two hundred and twenty thousand pounds. Okay, it's bonkers. That is, a, that is an enormous amount of money. It is to have an annual income, and that's the equivalent of what this fireman was earning at the time. We are yeah. the most educated and most in debt generation in history. The number yeah. of people living at home with their parents has never been higher. <laughs> Unemployment in postgraduate from university has never been higher. Yeah, our, our generation has done. We have done everything we were told we had to do to succeed in life and we are proportionally one of the poorest generations mm-hmm. it is, uh, very true and i think just, i mean um, sort of go for it Binky. no 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 you no no you you, you, you. Uh, i was just gonna say and that that is definitely i think that is is what is causing a lot of almost a lot of this loneliness i would say because because people are having to stay at home with their parents and i can speak from from personal experience that being 24 and still living at home with your parents is it's and then this is nothing against living at home with my parents like i love my parents and stuff but it is kind of soul crushing because i think it's just that feeling of defeat that makes you feel lonely uh, yeah, and well, it's every, f- like you say, Sam. You've done everything right, and then you're stuck at home with your yeah. parents, and it's and just a bit like what the fuck? you don't feel like you can be yourself. And I mean, that exactly happened to me. Like, I came home. Mm. I was only supposed to be home, and obviously, all this other stuff happened. And I, was, I fortunately had enough money saved up that I could move back down to Portsmouth and attempt and miserably failed. To be fair, but attempt something new. <laughs> um. You know, the teaching thing didn't work out for me, but, you know, I came down and I had a go, and I'm still living in Portsmouth on money I had saved up, and I'm glad I am. So if I was still living at home and had been living at the home this whole time, I probably would still be here. And I know for a fact, Tom, that you're, you had been planning to move out by now, and mm. it's, yeah, you know, and you've been, tra- I don't want to say trapped, but that's how it feels. Oh, no, yeah, no. It hundred percent yeah. feels like you're 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 trapped and as um, um, Maddie said, you know, you love your parents, mm. but you know, you want to be independent. Yeah. Um, but it it's it's scary to try and look for a job elsewhere or or anything. You know, confidence is low during lockdown. Hiring is is 
abysmally low. No one's hiring anyone. Almost, yeah. you know. It's it's difficult yeah, no, to it's... even contemplate finding your way out. Mm. Yeah, no. If anybody it's... else has anything else to add, should we should we move on to? I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to just read some stuff out in chat. And oh, also, thank you, G, for donating £15. We really appreciate oh, that. Did you? Thank you oh. so much. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Um, thank you so much. Also, Metric, you can have your cheeky wink now. I can do it now. That's fine. There you go. There you that, was, go. that was very cheeky. Um, so let's just read some stuff out, and then we're going to move on uh, to our music stuff and reviewing beers and, and all that stuff and gaming um with me my mind is always active an example when i went for a run my mind was active the whole time thinking about things that didn't matter I don't think there isn't a time where my mind is active and loud uh, even when i get to sleep usually takes me hours to get off the joys of overthinking and i feel like everyone in this podcast has been having that problem recently so you're not alone there kyle with your thoughts i feel like we can all agree that that is something we suffer from and something we're trying to find solutions for as well and you know sam's mentioned he's getting cbt and um i'm uh, on medication at the moment for it as well so you know there's lots of us who are trying to tackle it in different ways um it's just uh, just to add to that um i know i know my bit was all doom and gloom but there is there is genuinely light at the end of the tunnel and uh i i was recently signed off work for two weeks to basically try and sort myself out um and just just get better basically um and obviously i've been in been in the discords most days and just like chatting to you guys i chatted i mean we've been chatting to some people from around the world at this rate um mm. early in the morning a chat from australia a really nice guy who who's watched some of tom's streams and he jumped in and chatted and it's it's been nice to to speak to people and um definitely yeah i mean ag again sort of the same as lewis like I'm on medication as well to help with anxiety, depression, sort of side of things. So if if you are having any any issues, no matter whether it's big or small, no matter whether you think whether you listen to me today and think, oh well, you know, mate, I I don't feel I don't feel as bad as he does or something like that, just go and see someone anyway, because genuinely, it's it's one of those things that I did as a kid. I just said, do you know what? No, I'm I'm fine. I can sort this out myself. And I couldn't. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse until well, until you saw, you know? Like mm. until it's not good and until you reach that breaking point where mm. like you need to be off work because you're not like mentally well enough. Um I can and, completely relate. Yeah. That's exactly how my time at that first school ended. Mm. I think I ended up finishing yeah. early, just couldn't do it anymore. And I think that's a very strong thing of you to do, Sam, as well, because you recognise the fact that you were not in a well enough state to carry on. And I feel like a lot of people may have tried to carry on purely with the fact that they want this. And I think for you, what what you want and what you need is two very, very different things. And And in hindsight, Yes, you maybe have wanted the job, but what you actually needed was to maybe have a think about how you are actually feeling because you are the most important person mm -hmm. to yourself, obviously. Of course, you need to think about yourself, make sure you are happy and healthy, 
every fucking day, every minute. It doesn't matter when, what you're doing, you need to make sure that you are mentally healthy. And if you're not, obviously you need to make sure that you need to try and help that in any way you can. And the fact that you obviously left school, you know, left something that potentially you're passionate about to think about yourself is is actually very, very strong of you. And I commemorate you, man, because mm. a lot of people would have gone... So lucky I, I had it. the support that I had and everything as well. I mean, mm. you know, people I could oh, talk definitely. to. I mean, not just you guys, people inside the system and everything, you know, making mm. sure that I was making the right decision. And everyone was like, I, we can't tell you what's best, but you need to be looking after yourself. And kind of, as soon as I made that choice, everyone was like, yeah. Yeah, that was the right one. We just couldn't tell you because we needed you to realise what you needed on your own, you know? Yeah. And having that support is uh, amazing. Right, let's just finish off with some more comments. Go for it. Uh, when I used to walk home from middle school, I'd walk with two or three friends, and every time I tried to talk to them, they completely ignored me, and that's when I felt really horrible. Every time it would happen, I just stopped walking with them. Probably the best thing to do. They're not your friends. <laughs> They're not your mates if they're going to be like that. They are so, bad people, and they'll miss you when, when you are in a great group of people. That's and I feel like that's definitely. one thing that's come from lockdown that maybe is a positive, that I found people that I can speak to and rely on. So, mm. you know. Definitely. You also found out the people you got. can't. Yeah. Precisely, yeah. Um, unbaited, you say, this podcast is lovely. Thank you very much. It's nice to see other people struggle with the same things as myself. And I understand that. Like, it's obviously not nice to see people... 100 in distress but it's really nice to know that you're not alone and i think it's and that's why it's so important and reiterating jack's point is so important to make sure that you tell someone about how you feel even if you don't want to i think it's really important too and obviously flunky i think um you know you you haven't obviously joined the podcast i don't think before or if you did you maybe you're in last week but to say uh, with that caroline Flunkies mm. from Caroline's. Caroline's yeah. oh, okay. And the fact that you've joined and you've said that you've resonated with some of the feelings that we've said today is incredibly strong. Um, mm. And we really, really appreciate that because the more you speak about how you're feeling, the more you get off your chest and the less weight you have on your shoulders. Mm. Um, uh, they've also said, I love my parents, but I'd rather face their loneliness and eat nothing but oatmeal than move back home to them. I totally <laughs> agree with you there. Um, yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that. I love them. Can I live with them? No, no, I can't. I can't do it. I tried, it work. Nope. Oatmeal. Uh, Archimedes, that's a beautiful idea to get a part-time job at a donut shop. I'd love to do that myself. Not be, not be a burden to your mum. I'm sure you're not a burden at all. I think you know nobody's a burden to their parents. However, discounted um, Zara... donuts extreme right now. <laughs> yeah, there is always light at the end of the tunnel, and I can thankfully say that I'm starting to get there. So, yeah, you were diagnosed with ADHD getting worse and even just knowing you had ADHD changed everything and then medication got increasingly better um your dad was 55 when he found out and he's now doing amazing and yet it still took him until that age to find the light uh another one of our sayings you are the most important person in your life that isn't going away you have to work on yourself because yourself isn't going anywhere if that makes sense uh kibby uh once again with the amazing donation earlier thank you so much being being an o1 has generally done so bloody much for my mental health Omen One, best band in the world! Yep. Exclamation mark! Omen One in chat. Uh, using music as an outlet has literally saved my life from Drink. me taking stupid decisions and using music to get my emotions out and being able to spend it with my bandmates, who I've been insanely close with, and who feel like I'm open up to so much and lots of help. With the the great thing about Kieran is the fact that he, on one end of the spectrum, is a horrific person. <laughs> on the other way, Spectrum is the loveliest person you'll find. <laughs> um, and for what Kira's just said there, um, 
is is I couldn't resonate with it more as you guys expect, but I cannot express how much me lyrically, but on the other hand, Kieran, the the way that he's sort of written. Um, don't worry about what he says. Fuck off, Carl. Back me up. It's the fact that when he writes music, when Kieran writes music, now Kieran doesn't do it all the time, but when Kieran starts writing a song, oh my God, is it good. And he puts everything that he has into it. And I, I am so, so important jealous. To put emotion into a song. I am, I, am, Listen to Kieran. I, am, I am so jealous of how good of a songwriter he is because once he starts, once he has an, an, a singular idea, what he makes from a singular idea is, is criminal. It's so, it's so, so good. And obviously we can't wait for you guys to hear that. And I think you might have heard one of them a, couple, a few nights back um, mm-hmm. that we've mm. written. Um and yeah, um, what what Kieran can do when when he's feeling it and when he puts his mind to it is is just amazing, amazing. And I commemorate him. He's he's an incredible songwriter. And just uh, right. just quickly, he knows oh. why I'm saying it, but thank you, Kieran. You know why I'm saying it. Thank you. Right, we're going to review this atrocious idea. <laughs> we don't like it. Interesting. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Oh, it's no. <laughs> it's I really liked it. Toast. Oh, it was fine. <laughs> I liked so it. Yeah. I gave it a six on taste because I thought that was the best thing about it. What did we give it on taste? Fucking hell. I gave it a four. So we're reviewing <laughs> the Signature Brew Roadie All Night IPA. <laughs> Seven from Sam. Uh, I'd have this all night if my night lasted three and a half seconds. Thank you. <laughs> Um, a nine. Shotgun it in that time. A nine? Yeah. I really liked it. Like what did you rate it? The average on this is going to be a mess. Oh, dear. Jack, While I'm we're waiting for Blaze, let's is, move I on to Aftertaste. You. I gave Aftertaste a five. Um, what have we got from Benki? Oh, Aftertaste. Sorry, but only... Eight. I'm going to stick with a seven. Ooh. So we got a five, seven from Blaze, seven from Muppet, an eight. What have you got, Jack? Four. And four. Uh, hold on. You know so you've knocked is... any of the scores up on the screen, right? So yeah, I can't tonight just because of the layout. So that's the score for taste, and that's the score for aftertaste next. So we've got a four and a, a four from me for Christmas, a six from Blaze. What have we got from Benki? It's not the crispest. Eight. I drink this on a nice crisp. I wouldn't. <laughs> this is like the dregs at the bottom of the barrel. I, I just completely uh, agree with Blaze. I think all my scores are going to be the same as the same as his. To be fair, I seven, just want to clarify. When I said Kieran is a horrendous person, I didn't mean that in a in like a criminal way. I just mean that he likes dark banter. <laughs> and, oh, uh, I don't know any. I don't know anyone who's sat in the top left-hand corner of this IPA that's like that. Uh, and Jack, IPA your your podcast. score. This IPA on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a four. On Christmas, sorry. Yeah. Uh, two. Oh, <laughs> the score's 
is like water. Oh, I mean, that's the same as calling it flat. <laughs> it was flat. God. Uh, I gave it a two on drinkability. Blaze gave it six. What did you give it, Harry? Ten. Fucking hell. Ten. Uh, Jack. Yeah, I can drink these. I'm easy. <laughs> I couldn't even drink one. A zero, bro. They're just... And Sam. <laughs> I, I agree with Blaze. Six. <laughs> Jack con contemplating everything he's just said about Benki. <laughs> <laughs> I give up on this It couldn't have correlated. It couldn't have correlated in a worse way. Well, at least we can get some BA IPA 10s in chat for Benki. Don't you fucking dare put any BA IPA 10s Yes, come on. I've made it. So that's an overall score of 5.7. So... Tonight's uh, brews were Siren Craft Brewery Soundwave, which got an overall score of 5.15. And amazingly, the signature brew, Rodeo All Night, got an overall score of 5.7. As if the Siren Actually, no, no way. I've typed something wrong. I've typed something wrong. I was going to say, Siren Craft Soundwave got a 7 overall. So that means that the signature brew got 5.7. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, so in terms of scores on the doors for this year, if I just resort our little uh, our little Google Doc here, I'm just going to resort it now. Uh, tools sort by range, column G, Z to Z. Okay, the last, the running, the first top of the list is the Salt Huckerback Any IPA, which came in at nine point three. Our least favorite beer so far this year has been the Signature Brew <laughs> Rodeo Night, which came in at five point seven. Five point seven for a worse score isn't bad. No, I mean, Great. Toast last like, year I mean, got a lot less than that. What was it? Three points? We got two points, something. Yeah, it's yeah, some of that. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on. Uh, I realise we're going to go a bit over time, but that's not an issue, really. Uh, we're going to move on to the chat. Guess the lyric. The chat. Guess the lyric. He put the uh, song. You oh, you him <laughs> drinking at the table. The... <laughs> Emily Sanday next to me. Is it Emily Sanday next to me, Blaze? Is that what the answer is? Blaze, you want to... <laughs> You want to try that again, Blaze? Thanks. Keep it against it. Oh, everybody's getting it. What is this? Everybody's getting it. How are you doing it? You lot. Uh, right, and okay. I'll do whatever I want to because I'm a psycho, but that's fine. Oh, it's pale waves, baby. Sweet but psycho. You don't owe me, and I'll do whatever I want oh, God, to because I'm a psycho. But that's fine, though. <laughs> I feel wow. I'm going to apologise to people on who are listening on other platforms because Benki is probably very loud right about now. Exactly. Passion. Okay. Yeah. Um, who was doing the gaming topic this week? Was it Benki? It it's is me. Benki. Darth Go for it. Benkel. Uh, Darth Benkel will be debuting this week's gaming section. Now, today we are going to be talking about if you could be a mentor... Shut up. If you could be a mentor for any game, what would it be? Now, what, what I mean by this is basically, if you could basically be the catalyst, <clears throat> the catalyst of this game, what game would it be? For example, you could be somebody who would, who absolutely adores the Pokemon meta, and you want to be able to train people to be that good. You want to be the mentor, you want to be the master of the game, you want to be the best out there, the people that come to you. Um, I can start if people still need time to think, or 
Yeah, Does anybody have an idea? Skyrim, Go for it. I'll start. Um, for me, my mentor game would be Dark Souls 3. Uh, the reason being it would be Dark Souls 3, first of all, is the fact that it is an excellent game. It is a really, 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 really great game. But obviously, <laughs> a game like that comes with the rage. Now, the rage I experienced firsthand... I couldn't defeat the first boss for about a week. I gave up with it, and I probably broke a controller. Um, after beating the first boss, <laughs> and after probably. and after <laughs> finding out what composure was, I eventually went started to go through the game a bit more. I did it with a mate as well. I did it with my mate Reese. Um, we went through the game, loved it to bits. Once I completed the game, I was quite emotional. I started tearing up because I didn't want it to end. Um, and um, and I and I just loved it. I thought it was such such a great game. Um, you've sort of got to be interested in the lore behind it to get really into Dark Souls. But um, I'd love to be a mentor to somebody who would be starting off on Dark Souls three because I understand that it's a very very tough game. And I would love. All to I want to say is sort of on that is that Dark Eater Medea can go do one. Yes. Um, and um, I would love to be able to help somebody through the game. To make to sort of give them my tips, my tricks, and things to sort of help them, sort of be able to deal with the fact that it is a very tough game, but also be able to really feel the great reward rewards after the big bosses and stuff, um, and obviously being able to play through as different sort of characters. Like uh, I think Archimedes mentioned Skyrim. Obviously, you've got multiple different builds you can do on there. It's the same as the same on Dark Souls. You'd be able to do multiple different builds. So yeah, for me, definitely for sure, um, Dark Souls Three. I would love to be a mentor to somebody who wanted to get into Dark Souls but wasn't sure. Um, I'm gonna go over to Tom. Oh fuck. Um, okay. About. The next game, uh, Tom. Yes. What game do you think you would be, or would you love to be a, a mentor to people to help them uh, progress or become quite quite good in in the chosen game? Ooh, it's real tricky. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm looking at my my like my like library of games because. Yeah. I mean, there's there's games that are like some of my favourite games. Don't get me wrong, like Spirit Fair or something. But I don't know whether I'd want to mental people in games like that. I don't know. I was the one that drew me, and if if essentially being mental mean a game I could be pro at something yes, probably absolutely. like I don't know the Warhammer Total War games. And I mean the series because they all just sort of expand on each other. And the third one is That's coming out. Said as well. Oh, did he? Oh, Total War. Oh, Total War. Like Total War. Yeah, I love Total War. Total War. So I mean the whole. Even if I could just be the whole franchise because they pretty much run similar every single game. It's just different settings. Then probably the, the Total War franchise because I, I love the games, and I am pretty terrible at them. So to. <laughs> To be like a pro, to be able to mentor people, people in it would be would be really cool because I love the strategy aspect of it. It's it's a really really fun game, and they can last as long as you bloody like them to be. Um, which I think is like the best bit about them. Um, is that you done, Tom? Yeah, I, it was either that or I was I was going to pick squadrons. Okay. 
Yeah, fair enough. We'll see in the picking Thank squadrons. Thank you so much for that, Tom. I appreciate it. Right. If anybody resonates with squadrons or with Total War, uh, like uh, like the, the Warhammer games, like Kyle said, like Tom said, please feel free to mention Unbated Flunky. So uh, the mm. Dark Souls mentor hit me up. Exactly, exactly. You know, don't hit me up for Total War. Um, don't, don't I'm going to go to Lewis next. Lewis, if you could pick one game that you could be a mentor, master, slash pro at, what would your choice be? League of Legends. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I love yep. playing League of Legends. I just wish I was better at it. It's only because of how toxic the community is. Not, not yeah, because but of... as a mentor and the best player and pro of League of Legends, I could push through <laughs> a better community. Um, also, then, mate. Good luck. I love, I love the esports vibe to it because, oh my god, like Imagine Dragons did one of the intro songs for it <laughs> one year, which is amazing, and they have brilliant intros to their seasons as well. The video cinematics are brilliant. Um, I, mean, I just love it. The esports, like the world thing for the world championship, or whatever it's called, for league, weren't you saying that it was better than the Super Bowl as a broadcast? Yeah, mm. it was a better broadcast, without I mean, a doubt. Yeah, I did it, it better. They are um, very good broadcasts. And I like playing League of Legends, and I play it a lot. I just don't stream it because I'm shit at it. <laughs> I'm literally shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I could be a pro at one game, it would be that game, and it's it's fucking good to play. The community are right shit. Okay. <laughs> the rest of it's fine. No, fair enough. I resonate with that. Um, I think uh, there's a game out there, uh, CSGO, might be Jack's choice, that um, is very, it's not Jack's choice, but it'd be very similar. Um, CSGO is one of those games, incredibly toxic community, but an absolute barrel load to le- to learn. And people that obviously, there's like a lot of YouTubers out there that teach like CSGO and some of the, you know, really great movement and stuff and, and things that you need to learn about, um, about CSGO. Um, is um is is all over YouTube and stuff. So I was distracted by a really toxic message in chat. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, if you could uh, be pro at one game or master or whatever, what would it be? Uh, I feel like I could probably get just about anyone through Skyrim. As is, I feel like I probably could coach anyone through Skyrim. Um, I'd like to think I was quite good at it. I mean, I finished Skyrim. I don't even know how many times now. It's just... I know Archimedes said it as well. He said he's done it like a whole bunch oh, of times. God. It's, like... it's just, you know, something that's... Like, in terms of games that I've just played a lot of, like I had it on PS3, PS4, and on my PC. And admittedly on PC, I've not finished it because I spent too much time modding and then breaking it. And then I spend the next two hours trying to fix it. And then by then it's like two o'clock in the morning and I need to go to bed. But, um, like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know, like if I had to list the number of characters I've taken through Skyrim. I mean, I I couldn't even do it. There's so many. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd also love to be like really. I I vibe with squadrons as well. To be fair, Just, like, I feel like I was mm. actually quite good at um, Starfighter Assault in the new Battlefront two. Um, but then that didn't translate perfectly to squadrons. The squadrons <laughs> is much more yeah. difficult. And also trying to play actually online is just you always end up, or we always yeah. end up with, with groups of people who are all like level 420. And yeah. we just sit there and just murk you instantly every time. And it's like, we can't get out of our out of our zone at the back, you know? So it's like... Yeah. So you would say Skyrim, Sam, yeah? Mm. I probably would go yeah. with Skyrim. I feel like yeah. I could, I could do that as is, to be fair. It's a game so. that I absolutely adore. Um, Jack as well, I know, is, is, is his go-to. Um, 
finally, uh, last but certainly not least, Jack, if you could be pro, master or eSport ready at any game, what would be your game of choice? Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that ovation. Nice. Yes. For... To be honest... Do I, do I need a reason? No, I no you don't. I don't need a reason. It is the greatest game. It's an amazing game. Drop the mic. Walks out. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Right. Uh, I just want to see if I could go back and find yeah. it. I don't know if anybody Nadia. Else, uh... Yeah, Nadia said she'd probably pick Overwatch because she loves it and she's passionate as heck about it. Uh, and I know how you Excellent. should play it. I just decided to play it my way, which is totally fine. Total War, Rocksmith. Unbeated and Kibby both put... Both put Dark Souls. I think Kibby put Dark Souls one. I made Funky only just put Dark Souls in general. Kibby put Rocksmith and uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Gene I mean, put Nintendogs. G put Nintendogs. Yeah, Kibby and Kyle right. having their conversation G1 together G1. is just is incredibly <laughs> distracting. Hey, Kyle, Kyle, been... Kyle has given you a a chance to cooperate, Tom. Oh, Total War co-op when? Tom? I'd be down Question for Total War co-op. Definitely. That is a stream that's coming up. Everybody, make sure to look out on the Blocks Apart Discord <laughs> oh. for the co-op between Kyle <laughs> and Tom on the Total War games. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Yeah. I think I have a Star Wars game on the Wii somewhere. It's got to be done. It's in the calendar already. It bloody well should be. <laughs> I will say, we always dreamed about having the proper Star Wars lightsaber game. And when yeah. the Wii came out, and we were all like, it's on. Black, it black. is yeah. happening. We are having the proper <laughs> lightsaber game, and th then we we didn't have it. Yeah. Amazing. And then obviously like, you've got you... like VR, and we're like, it's happening. We're gonna get the perfect Star Wars lightsaber game, and we got Beat Saber. But it's not what we wanted, is it? I want to thank oh, everybody so much for your cooperation in the gaming section. I hope you all enjoyed it, and mm. thank you for your cooperation in chat. Um. Lewis, I'll pass you over for the next topic. What are we moving on to? We're looking uh, at the chat. Uh, he's well, going to post to guess the lyrics without telling us the band this time. Let's see. Tell you what, <laughs> that one I got earlier, though. Oh, there we go. Got, got this, got this feeling bones. in some bones. It goes electric, wavy, then a turn. It's Justin Timberlake. Got the feeling. Can't fight the feeling. Isn't it? My God. I got this feeling. Oh, yeah, Nadia got it. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. Terrible song. Fucking shocking song. Oh, God. Well, Benki, you've got to do the introduction to the next section. You do the theme. New Music Monday. New Music Monday, baby. New Music Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> very interesting at the end there. I, uh, yeah. He's Artistic starting. approach. Sam, sh shall I go first? Since, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick a song. I'm gonna go for the Pretty Reckless. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the one that spent the last few days reviewing the album, listening to it half a dozen times. So I'll <laughs> reserve the, the right to go for it. And I am going to go for. My bones. Oh, very That's nice. Fair enough. fair enough. I don't remember that song, but fair enough. Um, it's got the really bluesy bit halfway through, which I really like. Yeah. It's just a bit different. And... 
Mm. But it nice. was different in a way that I liked. So. Oh, awesome. Uh, Jack, which I appreciate is not everyone's cup of tea, but. <laughs> Um, mine this week is a song by quite possibly my favourite artist at the moment and absolute legend. Uh, I will be personally reviewing this album in like two weeks. Next uh, week. Two weeks? It's next week, Jack. It's next week. Too. Next week? No, it's that's not oh, I, I don't remember. I can tell you. I can tell you. It's a song. It's next week. Nothing nowhere. It's next week. It's next week. Excited. (laughs) Holy hell. Um, I'll be a lot happier. I'm sorry for today. (laughs) Um, But it is a song by a band. I say a band. It's a guy, but he has a band behind him called Nothing Nowhere. And the song is called Upside Down. And it is just typical nothing nowhere it's got brilliant music in the background it's produced amazingly um it's just a vibe i absolutely love the song it gets me awesome it's like it no i didn't like no that's very true i didn't yeah. like it the first time i listened to it i don't know whether i was just not in the right mindset to listen to it mm. or what but uh, cool Absolute in chat, we've got yeah. uh, Mothica Spiral. Uh, oh, Tom amazing song! Abby the Hurt. Oh, no, oh, that's no. something that's... Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Hayley Williams, the new album is okay, but have some amazing tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Echo Chamber, Vale of Maya, Macaulay oh. Wood, Ghetto Rally. No, um, <laughs> no that's not that's a meme. That's a meme. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good song, no, though, isn't not... it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Right, um, thanks, 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 dude. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom, well, posture check. Posture check first. So, <laughs> oh, I think, I think thanks, The three of us are all going to have something a little bit in common because a much better album came out this week. A much, much better album came out this week uh, from Pale Waves. Um, and oh my god, since it came out, I have listened to genuinely nothing else. Um, not true. You listened to the pretty reckless because I made you. I that doesn't count though. I'm not counting that. <laughs> I'm not counting that at all. Um, but yeah, no, it was phenomenal. Um, it's called Who Who Am I? And the song I've I'm picking from that is Who Am I? Which is the last song uh, on the album. Uh, God, uh, yeah, I'm. My reaction resonates with you, Tom. Uh, yeah, oh, God. I haven't got the words for it. It's just, it's amazing. Like genuinely, absolutely amazing. Um, everybody, go and listen to it. Uh, yeah, go on. To somebody else. I haven't got the words. So, <laughs> Lewis, awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, same band. Uh, Pale Waves. I've ordered the vinyl, don't worry. Yeah, same. I should just mention that. <laughs> uh, so it will be appearing here to replace the Foo Fighters vinyl that's currently here. Um, yeah, She's My Religion. Brilliant. I don't, I don't really have much else to say about it. I just really like the song. It's you got could a lot pick of any song from this it. album. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got so much feeling behind it and meaning behind the songs. You need to just go... Oh! So much emotion. <laughs> <laughs> which is needed as we've agreed tonight 
Uh, yeah, I really love it. She's My Religion, third track on the album. Really good. Uh, Benki. Uh, I'm going with this band. You might have heard of them, but they go by the name of Pale Waves. Might have heard of them. <laughs> them. Um, the song, before, before I speak about the song, oh, no, I'll, I'll go on for too long. The song I've chosen to is Run To. Uh, I've written a few things about it. The, the energy is amazing. I think it would be amazing live. The, the chorus vocal is stunning um, and the vocal runs in it are beautiful. Um, there's a great line in there uh, and the and it's sung, everything's going well except my mental health. And I think if we saw that live, everybody would be screaming that. I think it'd be sick. Um, I think the track has perfect album placement as well. I think the, the it's quite, uh, Heather doesn't go particularly heavy on the vocals. Um, much throughout the sort of the first part of the record, you know, in You Don't Own Me, she sort of gives it a bit more, but this song, she really, really, really goes for it. The bigger, it's a bigger track, bigger vocals, and the drum beats are super, super bouncy. Um, one thing I do want to say about this record is that, um, first of all, I would marry Heather, but she's unfortunately uh, gay, so that's a problem. But um, second of all is the fact that this record is... Also, also you're currently in a relationship with someone. Uh, she's, remind you yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> is this record is G would understand because she fancies her as well. Um, this record speaks a lot for the exactly um, speaks for the LGBTQ community. Um, Heather, as I said, is gay, and she speaks about a lot of tough subjects that I think some people might be quite um, worried to sort of mm. speak about. And, and I really, oh, yeah. really, really appreciate that. And I, and I assume like Tom does as well. Yeah, well, especially um, since also the um, the drummer came out as non-binary about yes, two absolutely. weeks, like two weeks ago or something like that, I think. Yeah, and um, uh, Lewis mentioned the track, She's My Religion. Obviously that, again, off the bat, like that is a gay anthem. And like, I love the fact that they're not afraid to show it. Um, Odd Ones Out as well, another track on the record that is is really, really, just just a really, really great anthem. Um, and anybody, and I would recommend this this record to anybody, but I would definitely recommend this record to people who may potentially be struggling with their sexuality because it is actually so so great, and it is, and I believe it would be really helpful um, for people. Um, the song that Tom mentioned, I think, is great as well. There's so much emotion in that track. Um, mm. And I think that may help people to sort of come to terms with how they're feeling and hopefully express how they're feeling. Sorry, I know this wasn't an album review, but I wanted to say that. Oh, no, 100%. It deserves it. Cool. Um, awesome. Massively deserve a listen. Anyone should listen oh, to yeah. this album. I'd listen 100%. to Pale Waves album. Definitely. Pale Waves. Um, so... We're coming to the end of the podcast now, guys. And uh, thank you so much for everyone who's been here. You can probably still see that there is a uh, nice little uh, pound sign in the top of the, uh, the the podcast there. If you would like to donate to Mind, the mental health charity, after what you've heard tonight, then that would be amazing. Um, We've we broken will be... it in two yeah. hours. I was just wanting to yeah. say, Our original I'm getting target. there. Our original target was Our week's target pounds. We're currently was 200 quid. 205, which is amazing. We've it smashed it. Thank so, you so right, we you love so you much. guys. You guys are amazing. Yeah, you are. Honestly, Best. that's crazy. So I put the target up so that we've got something to raise money for for the rest of the week. Um, we're going to be streaming on uh, twitch.tv slash blocks apart slash lemsy 
slash Darth Benke uh, and slash I Am My Shark. All of those channels are currently raising money for uh, Mind for the rest of the week, for the rest of the Easter holidays. Um, you probably also noticed that there's been a lot of changes to our Discord uh, mainly. That is because we have now formed a stream team with uh, Benke and Jack. Um, so yeah, keep tuned because we're hoping to see a lot of new things, but it's mainly because of the podcast and how close we've grown, uh, really. Uh, so we wanted to do something together. Um, so yeah, uh, feel free to get in the discord. If you've got something to write in the venting corner, if you want to talk to us, uh, we had a great chat this evening. So thanks mm-hmm. for everyone that got in touch. 